All right, we are back. Uh, where was I? Uh, I was uh, about to depart for the eclipse, and uh, armed with a map of where the uh, the shadow was going to pass, and with a Russian driver and Russian translator, I was in pretty good shape. So we wound uh, Sergey's Toyota through uh, through some um, beautiful countryside, some some Siberian villages looking like you know something right out of Doctor Zhivago, with the exception of the fact that some of these old log houses. Uh, to have satellite dishes. We made our way for a couple of hours up to a, a pass, the first of a couple of passes through, uh, through the mountains, and this looked like uh, something close to an ideal spot. There was some long rolling terrain, uh, the clouds didn't seem too bad, in fact that morning it was clear as a bell, but unfortunately by the time we got to this pass, there were clouds forming everywhere. Yulia and I hiked to the top of what would turn out to be a ski area and, and looked around and it just didn't look like it was going to break. There was a spot uh, across the highway that looked more promising, but we tried to drive out to it, and there was just, it was just a terrible road. And one of the subplots here was to be near a highway in case a cloud happened to obscure those two minutes of eclipse, at which point we were going to like uh, barrel down, uh, down the road a couple kilometers either way to pull the cloud out of the field of view. But at this point, with uh, clouds seriously threatening, I was just looking for a hole in them. We drove about uh, 20 kilometers uh, south of that position and found an area where the clouds were not forming over the hilltops. At least we were in a large valley, so it was mostly blue. By this point, I was willing to abandon my idea of getting up on a hillside, even though that was kind of the idea of why I went to the Altai. We had a spot where we could look out uh, to the west, and I figured it would get darker there. It might, it might all pan out. And, and indeed, it, it did. This eclipse was remarkable for being really, really dark. It got to very deep twilight. And when that last bit of sun went away, the beautiful uh, glowing white rim around um, the eclipse sun was, was quite dramatic. Every eclipse inevitably looks uh, much different uh, than the one that came before it and after because it depends on the uh, solar activity at the moment. I quickly whipped out the binoculars I'd brought along for the occasion and noticed there were no uh, solar prominences along the, ri uh, the rim of the sun, which are oftentimes quite uh, starkly red versus the white corona. We didn't have to use uh, the car because uh, the largest cloud in the sky, which was right below the sun, did not obscure anything. So it was a ringside seat, and, uh, and what a show it was. You need to consider, dear listener, taking in one of these things uh, before you die, if you never have done so. And uh, the tip is, next year, July 22nd, 2009, south of Shanghai, China, is going to be a six-and-a-half-minuter. Uh, by eclipse standards, about as good as they get. If you can't make that one, uh, you may want to go the next year down to, to the South Pacific. Tahiti, I understand, is going to have a ringside seat, as well as Easter Island. In fact, the eclipse is going to pass right over Easter Island, but uh, I think good luck finding accommodations. They're probably booked up already. Ostensibly, my trip now had mission accomplished eight days into 21, but, uh, but there were many adventures to follow. Unfortunately, with only an hour show and only about four minutes left on today's uh, schedule, um, there appears to be no time to tell much of them. You know, I guess what I'll try and do is put some of this into blogs, which I've been remiss about putting on our website. I'll, I will try and do better. So I guess I'll skip right over my visit to Berlin, Latvia, Estonia, and Finland, and just go right to Norway. 
Decided to rent a car in Oslo and drive to Bergen. Wasn't a bad idea. The scenery was, uh, well, all it's cracked up to be. Norway's famous around the world for its stunning vistas. The fjords do resemble the glacier scour in, uh, in, uh, in Yosemite Valley, which, of course, you know, similar uh, mechanism created both. Difference being in Norway, the, uh, the floor of the, uh, the valley is filled with water, and there's a giant ocean-going ship uh, in the middle of the valley. Uh, driving by myself, I was determined to pick up hitchhikers. I picked up the only two I saw in 1,100 kilometers worth of driving. Lovely young couple, Tobias, he's Norwegian. Vedhinia, she was Spanish. They were studying above the Arctic Circle in the University of Tromso. I didn't have them on the way back, however, and I didn't find any hitchhikers. But thank goodness I had at least some of the uh, audio from the aforementioned Pulp Fiction. While driving, I got quite a laugh out of, uh, well, what follows. Want some bacon? No, man, I don't eat pork. Are you Jewish? No, I ain't Jewish. I just don't dig on swine, that's all. Why not? Pigs are filthy animals. I don't eat filthy animals. Yeah, but bacon tastes good. Pork chops taste good. Hey, sewer rat may taste like pumpkin pie, but I'd never know because I wouldn't eat the filthy mother. Pigs sleep and root and that's a filthy animal. I ain't eat nothing, ain't got sense enough to disregard its own feces. How about a dog? Dog eats his own feces. I don't eat dog either. Yeah, but do you consider a dog to be a filthy animal? I wouldn't go so far as to call a dog filthy, but they're definitely dirty. But dogs got personality. Personality goes the wrong way. Uh, so by that rationale, if a pig had a better personality, he would cease to be a filthy animal. Is that true? Well, we have to be talking about one charming pig. I mean, he had to be ten times more charming than that Arnold on Green Acres, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, I'm going to have to defer till next week's program. Some of the usual commentary on news events we like to talk about. Of course, a lot has happened in the past month. A uh, U.S. military panel evidently convicted Osama bin Laden's former driver. No word yet on after nailing his uh, chauffeur whether they're also going to get his masseuse and manicurist. We'll take a look with that. Also, the fact that uh, the U.S. has all of a sudden suddenly, belatedly solved the mystery of who sent those anthrax letters. It's the guy that committed suicide. Yes, apparently it was Lee Harvey Oswald and he was acting alone. Most startling thing I saw overseas was the fact that Obama and McCain have both decided that offshore drilling is not a bad idea. Nancy Pelosi seems to want to go along like to comment on the Newsweek I bought on the way home uh, with the cover story, article by Fareed Zachariah, and God knows why he still has a column. God knows why he still gets on the cover. The article was titled, What Bush Got Right? It was a fairly, uh, fairly short essay, which in spite of its title still seems to include more about what he got wrong than what he got right. So I guess we got to get him credit for that. I'd like to talk about the excellent article in the International Herald Tribune by Michael Camber and Tim Arango about how uh, there seems to be an unwritten code that uh, the view of the Iraqi war being presented in America seems to be quite sanitized. The imagery is not, uh, not all that it could be or should be. We'll catch up to that along with uh, the passing of Alexander Solzhenitsyn. When we uh, talk about Solzhenitsyn, which we'll try and do next week, we'll address uh, what happened uh, to the Soviet Union after John Reed's 10 Days That Shook the World. Well, that about does it for time. Let's go out the way we came in with something off of Pulp Fiction, which 
oddly enough, seemed to be just appropriate music for this trip. I hope these uh, tales of travel prove sufficiently interesting. Uh, we'll, be, we'll resume our more usual programming on next week's show. This episode was produced, as they all are, by Edward McMillan. I'm your host, Douglas Everett. You've been listening to Radio Parallax. We'll see you next week at the same time. Because if you use drugs, you better leave it alone. Drugs are contagious. They're killers. Every drug is a killer. Stay away from drugs. Drugs will take your life away. And if you want to live, stay away from drugs. Because they are super bad, super bad, super bad, super bad, super bad.